Hello, this is Pam December, and this is the Mad for Purple podcast, your place for all things spirituality, self-actualization, healing, and human design. Keep listening to receive wisdom, tips, and tools as we journey into higher consciousness together. Hello, and welcome to another episode from Mad for Purple. Today, I'll be talking to you about the monkey mind. Now, if you're not familiar with what the monkey mind is, it is our brain when it is stuck in a very primitive mode of survival and seeking certainty around that survival. And this very much served us when we were five-centered beings, even as a seven-centered being. But now that we are nine centers, we really need to shift the energy around the mind towards asking great questions, seeking great answers from an awareness standpoint versus strictly survival. So this concept of monkey mind came into my awareness in 2017 when I saw my first healer. And when we were going through intake questions, that kind of thing about what I was experiencing at that time, one of the things that came up was around sleep and how I was sleeping. And I thought I was doing so well because the minute my head hit that pillow, I was out like a light. Little did I know that that was actually a symptom of my monkey mind working overtime. And it was just plain exhausted by the end of the day. And so when I hit that pillow, it just shut off. So what the monkey mind is busy doing is it's spinning out in trying to answer all the things, all the day-to-day life things, all of the future possibilities. And it's also ruminating on the past past mistakes, past accomplishments, past hurts, and then with the future, just try to answer all the what-ifs. And this uses a lot of energy, and it leaves little space for learning new things, for curiosity, for, like I mentioned, asking great questions, and then seeking those great answers, but not seeking in the way of having to reach a final answer, but just in that curiosity of finding it. So one of the things that I feel helps all types is to get the thing out of the mind and into something tangible like journaling. And this is partly why journaling is so powerful because getting the things out of the mind not only frees up space in the mind for contemplation and reflection, it also gives the opportunity for the body to interact with the words in through all of the senses versus just through this mind awareness, which is very limiting. We have six senses. They don't all need to be interpreted through the mind. The body consciousness has its own wisdom to provide us. All we need to do is create the space to be able to tap into that wisdom and allow it to flow through. So by getting all of the things in the mind out onto paper, you're able to then read them back to yourself, which I recommend doing out loud so that all of your subconscious, your body awareness, and different parts of your mind are able to take that energy in and maybe conceptualize it in a new way. One of the challenges with creating these new ways of 
thinking and moving through the world is we've been operating in this specific way for many, many years. So those neural pathways are pretty set. But what's beautiful about the brain is the plasticity of it and this ability to relearn and rewire. So as you're rewiring the brain to be less of the monkey mind and more of just an awareness center and a place to explore that curiosity and conceptualize the visions and and the downloads and things that come through is that while we're forming these new neural pathways, the old ones still exist. So there's a time when we are holding both. And this can be very confusing. It can be just plain hard. And it does take some dedication and it takes a lot of self-compassion to hold space for yourself in order to heal and create these new pathways. And this is where having a coach or a mentor or someone that's been through it before to support you is super helpful. Because they've been there, they're able to hold the space for you and with you as you work through creating these new mindsets. And let me tell you, it is well worth it on the other side. Once the monkey mind is in the back seat or even turned off, it's great to be there for when you're in an actual survival situation. But the majority of us are not being chased by lions, tigers, and bears in our day-to-day. So I invite you to try getting your thoughts, all the things that are cluttering up your mind out on paper. Have a look at them from that outside perspective. Now, this doesn't have to be journaling. Another thing that you can do is mind mapping or you can do bullets. It doesn't have to be full sentences. It can just be the overarching concept just to get out of the head and into the body. And with this too, it can, again, having support is really helpful because sometimes the body experiences this rewiring as a trauma. And when something like that's triggered, again, it can be confusing. It can feel painful. And to have somebody to support you through it, to be able to tell you you're not crazy and that what you're experiencing is completely normal is so helpful. Now, since we're in the realm of the mind, I thought I would bring in Mars. Last episode, I mentioned bringing Mars into the mix and following Mars as it transits through the gates to see how that feels as a rhythm to bring this gate information forward to you as well as Mars shining a light on the areas that we need to grow and mature. And often that comes out in relationship. So I had been hoping to touch on Mars last week while it was in gate 25. Due to the events that took place in the United States, I didn't feel that the messages that were coming through, that it was a good time to share them because everything is still very raw, understandably, for a lot of people. And the messaging that I had around Gate 25 and Mars did not match what life was providing many people in the collective to explore. So this week we have Mars in the Gate 17. Now it'll be in Gate 17 until Sunday, June 5th, where it then moves into Gate 21. In Gate 21, playing a very key role in my upcoming Money Labyrinth that starts June 6th through June 12th, which you're still welcome to join. I'll leave links for that in the description. But back to Gate 17 and the realm of the mind. So Gate 17 is in the Ajna Center. Now the Ajna Center is the third eye chakra in the Hindu chakra system. And it is associated with the anterior and posterior pituitary glands in our physical bodies. 
in astrology. It's in the sign of Aries. And this is the gate of opinions. So what's interesting, like we're talking about the mind and the monkey mind and what the Ajna Center is, where we conceptualize. And whether you're undefined or open or defined, we've been very conditioned to think certain ways and oftentimes logic rules. And gate 17 happens to be part of the logic circuitry. So with logic, it's looking for patterns. And in those patterns, it provides the proof of concepts and ideas and this whole thing about opinions. One of the other things about this gate is that it is a projected gate. So what that means is whether you're a projector or not, when it comes to opinions, you need to be invited to share them. And we can see this all over social media. There's a lot of contention about people just sharing opinions and subsequently other people reacting to those opinions. And the idea with opinions is that these opinions are put out into the world so that they can be proven through a logical process, much like the scientific method. And because opinions aren't proven, so where the maturity part comes in and in relationship is we can often carry opinions about other people, but we can also carry opinions about ourselves and who we think we are and that can be very limiting and one of the shadows of this gate especially being tied to the pituitary gland being tied to the third eye chakra is this actual closing off of the third eye so the blocking your ability to access your intuition and then how does this energy show up in relationships are you sharing opinions with people without their consent a great way around it is to actually ask somebody are you looking to vent or are you looking for solutions i have an opinion if you're open to hearing it and that just energetically just paves the runway for those opinions to be received now whether they do anything with them or not that's a whole other thing but the biggest thing is energetically, that's just a much more easeful way of communicating. And you're not knocking somebody upside the head with one of your ideas. And that's how it can feel energetically, especially if you are, say, a manifester or a manifesting generator or someone with a defined head in Ajna. Energetically, that informing piece needs to be followed in order for your energy to be received in the most easeful, gentle way. So the gate 17 wants to flow into the gate 62, which is a gate of details. So the details are what are going to support the opinion. So if you don't have the gate 62, which we don't in the transits right now, there can be a lot of pressure to find those details. Now, this is the mind again distracting you from your joy, from your awareness of what is true for you. And so I think that it fits really well in this gate 17 with the monkey mind and how both of these things play out and how we can remedy them through getting everything that's in the mind out onto paper. Another, you can voice note yourself. That's something that I just thought of too, that you may find helpful, especially the generator types or mental projectors. It's a way of getting the energy outside of yourself so that you can respond and feel into whether something's true for you or not. I think something we can all practice is allowing ourselves to change our opinions as we receive more information, as we receive more proof of concepts and that kind of thing, and allowing others to change their opinions and for that to be normal because we should all be able to self-reflect and as we self-actualize to change 
what we thought was correct at the time and what we feel is correct now. And to allow each other the grace and compassion for that to be okay. I think we would avoid a lot of conflict and shame and blame if we just allowed each other that grace. So I think that's all I have for you today. If you'd like to continue this conversation, I'd like to invite you into the Mad for Purple Facebook group. I'd be happy to connect with you there. As I mentioned, next week, June 6th, the Money Labyrinth starts. That's the Heal Your Money Story 7-Day Experience. All the details are at madforpurple.com forward slash money dash labyrinth. And that link will be in the description. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the show this week. I hope that you found it helpful and supportive. And so I'd like to invite you to either head over to Apple and leave a review or just make sure that you're following the show by clicking that follow button on your podcast listening app. I don't want you to miss an episode. New episodes will be coming out when they come out. We're still experimenting with this. So next week, because I'll be in the money labyrinth, I'm hoping to have an episode and that would be on the gate 21, which is all about self-regulation and control and control of resources, a super interesting energy and one that we can probably all learn and mature from. So that's what I've got for you. So thank you again so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.